Welcome to episode 44 of Echo Screen, a podcast in your ears, I guess. It's always been in your ears. Um, my, uh, my name is Blaze with me this but week. But not is in your heart. Aaron. That was That's Aaron. me. Yeah. And Rob. Bert. Robert. You ever wonder how Price Chopper is able to keep their prices so low, but yet so, the quality is so high? That's um that's really funny that you mentioned Price Chopper because that's like super East Coast, like really like No, why would you mention that? Like super East Coast, like <laughs> northern East Coast thing. I I was trying to think of like the deepest question that was plaguing my mind at the moment, and that was uh that was uh hovering above it all. Like a Well they have like a pretty wide area of where their like operations are, so no one can like specifically pin. You guys ever go to uh Savers? Do you have Savers? No, I've never heard yeah, of that. I don't have Savers. Damn. Is that like Where's a real thing? No. It's like a super northeastern thing. It's a it's like a goodwill. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. Hang on, let me see. Maybe the logo will look let's see. Yeah, I've just never heard of that before. In bold text. Red savers. Hmm. I have never seen this before. That that sounds like uh, the Werther's originals of uh, of stores. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're like kind of a uh, like just a bunch. We're definitely a bunch of friends hanging out talking about random junk, but mostly the like aim of this podcast is to uh, talk about vaguely news and like of the video game and pop culture variety and uh nah fuck last, that last week we had a, a huge cliffhanger where we we're going to talk about uh the square enix presents uh which was on march 18th 2021 which is last thursday uh-huh and oh, yeah. also Zack snyder's justice league also uh oh, no. falcon winter soldier so oh yeah 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 so i guess we'll just kick it off um Rob has a sick facts fascination with uh, grocery stores. It's his uh, zen place. <laughs> so it, yeah, you know what? I won't want to deny it, but it's it's absolutely true. Um, you guys have seen me just like want, like I can be in a store a million times and I'll just like look around it like I'm in a toy store, but that's not the point. Um, and he's not even in the toy section. I know. Toy yeah. sections sometimes are pretty cool though. Anyway. Um, yep. Yeah. I so, to... no, what? Where'd you go? <laughs> I went to a fresh market the other day. That was, was pretty That's cool. Price Shopper. No, fresh. <laughs> fresh Market's rebranded Price Shopper. No. No, yeah. that's not true. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's true. Maybe I'm wrong. Wait, is it oh. Market 32? Is that rebranded Price Shopper? Sorry. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Price Shopper... For literally everybody listening who doesn't know. Yeah, so anyone who is in another country or whatever, Price Shopper is like a grocery store that is regionally located to the northeastern part of the United States, specifically within the capital region of New York, which is like upstate New York, to the rest of the northeast, which goes to Vermont, New Hampshire... Uh, Maine. Maine. I don't think there's anything in New Jersey. I don't know if they're even in Massachusetts, but they probably are. That's about it for the Northeast, like the New England region as well. But um, a few years ago, they started rebranding to Market 32 because they, uh, 
I don't know. They wanted to increase their their image and compete with like <laughs> organic and like healthy stores. Yeah, I feel like Price Chopper isn't. It's a very like '90s name, mm-hmm, almost. <laughs> We're gonna chop the prices in half with this axe. Literally, they had like an axe cutting through yeah. something. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I, as, as a kid, I thought the Price Chopper logo was a pelican. Hmm. I. I I don't know. I was apparently not a wise child, because <laughs> if you look at it, you're like, oh, that's the only thing that makes sense it could be. But anyway, uh, yeah, price I mean, chopper with Choppy the Pelican. Choppy the Pelican. <laughs> Our mascot. <laughs> the homicidal maniac. Maniac. I worked at a price chopper for <laughs> eight hours, only. Nice. End of statement. Uh, I went through the. Uh, two two four-hour training sessions and i was like yeah i don't think this is for me and i uh, i was going to work at a stop and shop one time but i didn't want to just bag stuff all day yeah i get that i don't i i've worked in a grocery store before and i don't uh it's a it's a really tough job honestly it seems just like menial labor is usually like the toughest because it's just like literally taxing on your body and mentally is zero like there's zero simulation so yeah. it's just like really hard i don't like the people that do it definitely are have strength that i don't think i have personally so yeah, uh, and i appreciate them for that yeah thank you for all your service out there anyone who's listening who is working out there especially yeah. during covid like, yeah damn. yeah yeah so. There's, well, anyway. there's a service industry <laughs> job. Uh, no, what? there's a service a industry day. Sorry, and when? I'm and I'm really surprised we don't have that like more circulated as like a higher like thank you for your service. Yeah, because be <laughs> the people in, who make those day decisions don't actually care. Wow. Anyway, not to get political or whatever. <laughs> uh, Screening. <laughs> Had its first uh, um, uh, Square Enix Presents, which was odd, and it just gets even more odd as we go into their whole thing. Yeah. They were like, yeah, here's our schedule of boring stuff you already know about, and nothing new. And I was like, they're totally going to have some sort of stinger at the end that was mm-hmm. like something they had previously announced, but it'll be new stuff. And I said... I believe I said it last week on the show. I don't know, but I said it before the show. Like we watched the Square Enix presents with our, our group of friends, that it would most likely be something with Project Athea, which it totally was. And they even gave like a vague like wow. release window um, after they mm-hmm. renamed it. So this was the like the full name trailer, introducing the main character, setting up a little bit more of the world, like very little, and. Um, Giving they the said motherfucking. Yeah, in like the trailer, and like that, I felt like very all ages like show. And then I yeah. saw that like go around like the. And then she was like, "Is that a motherfucking dragon?" Yeah, everyone's normal reaction to seeing a dragon. Um, yeah, so they ended the show. We'll start at the end because that's the best <laughs> way to uh, to tell a story. I don't remember uh, anything happened before. Yeah, end, that's so. what we'll get to. How it was so bland and boring and literally zero people cared that it was i was just like why did they bother putting a show together and then they showed forspoken which is mm-hmm. the the official name of 
uh, Project Athea, which will be a PS5 console exclusive as well as on PC. We don't know if it's mm-hmm. day and date release sometime in 2022, but it um, it's definitely coming to PS5 uh, at least first. It could be day and date, but we don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, moving on. That trailer was sick, so you should definitely yeah. check it out. Um, I'm really impressed with Lumino Studios, which is the Final Fantasy VII like, team and engine, and they're doing like... They're doing like what they prom. It looks we don't know. No one's played the game. It's a game in mm-hmm. concept, basically. Um, it looks like they're doing what they promised or what the trailers promised. Final Fantasy Fifteen was gonna do, mm-hmm. like, so cool. If it works, I, I have like my expectations because of like, you know, my experience with um, like the hype cycle and my experience with Final Fantasy Fifteen. I'm like uh like apprehensive and cautious about this whole thing but like yeah i'm excited like i will give it a fair shot at at that point but i'm not gonna blow it out of proportion no how no like no matter how cool it looks like in the trailers i mean this is probably like a general thing for every game but like sometimes your your uh, hype gets away from you aka wandavision haha uh Mm. everyone was hyped overhyped on that but uh Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It looks cool. And uh, anything you... Uh, Rob, did you end up seeing the trailer for it or whatever? I didn't. Uh, mm. I... I... It's for uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Forspoken, no. It's called Project no. Athea. It's just okay. a whole independ- independent I, uh, IP that Square's working on. People okay. were... Because they, like, trademarked Forspoken uh, in January this year, and people in the Final Fantasy fourteen community were assuming that that was the name for the upcoming expansion, which ended up being Endwalker. Uh, and I kind of just forgot about that whole Forspoken thing until, like, the name appeared on screen, and I was like, oh, yeah, there was, like, something with that that Square Enix was doing, and I guess it was this. So, yeah. So interesting name to say the least i guess yeah it's an actual word it's not like i mean yeah which is dumb returnal is a stupid name and (laughs) like what does that even mean but i i I don't know what it is i find it so charming of how like silly of a name it is like i i might be the one who's like like completely off here but like names like i don't know I thought Edge of Tomorrow works better than All You Need Is Kill, but I could. Is that be... what the original title was? Is that what the manga is called? That was the name of the manga. <laughs> awesome. Like, oh yeah, like, and so whoever doesn't know, um, All You Need Is Kill and slash Edge of Tomorrow is that a uh, Tom Cruise movie that is based off of that manga. Just to clarify, yeah. right? Am I right about that? Or I... Edge yes, of Tomorrow is, is not a bad name. Yeah, no, I just thought it was fine. Yeah, it and it makes kinda, sense. Yeah, <laughs> it makes complete. All you need is killed. Does not make any sense in the context of well, that. Like, Edge of Tomorrow makes sense. Uh, I believe now it's like they basically changed the name to being Live Die Repeat. Yeah, uh, why would they do that? I, I mean, it makes sense, fine. sure, but like, 
when they were doing marketing for it, like the at like the tagline was "Live, Die, Repeat," and like during the commercials, it would just be, it would show like the scenes where he comes back to life, and it would be like "Live, Die, Repeat," "Live." Die, I mean, repeat. you can't really get a better name than like uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime after I uh, oh, got killed by uh... <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, how much longer can I make it? I don't know. Yeah, what was that other like... one that was like? Uh, something about you can't like something at something in a dungeon with a boss oh, you fight can't, and a is something. it okay to pick up girls in a dungeon or something like yeah. that something dumb it's on netflix don't watch it <laughs> it's like a fallout uh, boy title it's so dumb yeah oh my god uh okay enough of that yeah forspoken <laughs> is uh cool looking and okay yeah. now we'll go back to the top they showed Outriders, which looks like Destiny and Wasteland. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> Paragon, which is it's like mm. the same team that worked on that, if I'm not mistaken. Um uh, Paragon is the like MOBA shooter. It's like yeah, Battleborn. It was a uh yeah, it was. MOBA and shooter. then they took it offline by Epic Games before like Fortnite. It, it wasn't like Battleborn, it was more like League of Legends or Smite. Um Okay is more linear i think battleborn had a couple different maps if i'm not mistaken um and it was kind of a little bit more open yeah so i mean who knows so it looks like that it really looks like that and i thought it was um but more mad max ish until they like they like show these characters at the beginning like all them with their masks off or whatever and like they all look unique but then all of them like put these this headgear on they just look like destiny characters like they even have like the capes flowing to the side and like basically the same silhouettes it's like oh yeah now i understand that this game is uh not for me yeah it it really i until then i thought it was more of a um (laughs) like a a battle royale game but i was mistaken it's like it's totally not it's like it's just destiny it's cooperative pve stuff yeah so it's cool. I mean, that's more interesting to me, but I'm still not going to play it. Like, I don't yeah, need not. another Destiny to not play. So, <laughs> they talked about Tomb Raider 25th anniversary, and they just said that there will be more news later. And that also, yeah, but you can get the cookbook. Croft you can learn how to uh, cook while man. you're dying. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, go uh, hunt a squirrel and grill its meat because, like, she has to survive. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, those dinosaurs from the 90s. well it's like i think the concept of it is kind of hilarious it's like people who are going to get this thing like probably aren't going to go camping they're just going to use it inside their house but it's like all right learn how to make uh, a meal that you can make in the forest with like scrounging for bits and pieces of food but like in your home comfortably <laughs> Do that <laughs> you can have this like a rationed food while you're sitting at your dinner table yeah it sucks I mean, it's good for, like, a budget, I guess, unless it's, like, they're gonna, like, when you open it up, it's, like, get finely ground almonds. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, I don't necessarily know what the content of it is. It just seems like the theme of it is, like, uh, rustic survival food. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm just imagining I would, like, if I were to get that, I would, like, be the weirdo that, like, in every, like, time I go on an airplane like they go through my luggage and they're like why do you have uh the tomb raider cookbook and you're like 
just in case. And then they're like, okay. And, and then they're like, like, hey, do you want to be hired as an on-spot uh, fucking... What are those guys that, like, sit on the airplanes and, like, protect everybody? The, um... Uh, marshal? <laughs> an air marshal? Yeah, yeah, the air marshal. Do you want to be hired as an on-spot air marshal? Because we know you're serious about uh, <laughs> your awesome. survival, and you're probably super badass. And then it's just yeah. me on the plane being like, hmm, that guy when seems a little angry. Probably should let him, let him be... Uh, Probably what does my cookbook space. say to do in this situation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, huh, that guy looks like he's holding a gun. Uh, when the, uh, where's the part in the cookbook about this? Where do I, how do I cook with that gun? <laughs> uh, no, so when the uh, the Lost-style plane goes down, you show up on the island when they're, like, the, uh, the uh, Jack or Locke divisions of the island. I don't know, maybe I'm making this uh, Lost joke way too, like, long, like a decade plus... <laughs> almost two decades late uh mm. when the jack lock divisions and it's rob slash angry gun guy on plane a uh, division they'll be like yeah rob's the leader because he had the <laughs> two <laughs> <laughs> it's like lord of the flies yeah the worst reasons to this bit me in this bit sucks probably less, uh, in my opinion, than the series of mobile games that they decided to go and talk nice. about next. Um, nice Ju- Just Cause Mobile, which sucks. Just, I mean, hey, maybe someone yeah. like that, but I'm not a, fo- a fan of mobile games. Just like give and me a game. And it looks like a, it, like they advertise it as a battle royale. It looks like, yeah. And it's like there's, there's already a bunch of those on your phone. <laughs> including like yeah, five other ones that uh Square Enix is gonna be making soon, apparently. Also, yeah, apparently. Also they were, they were just like they were just mo- like trailers, like cinematic trailers. They weren't mm-hmm. any like gameplay. No gameplay. Then yeah. Hitman Sniper Assassins, which I didn't know that like Square still had like Hitman, like IP rights or whatever, but I guess they have mobile rights or something. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. I think the last couple of games might be Square Enix. The first one of this new trilogy was published by Square and okay. IO was like I believe they partnered with them with, with like with uh, Square Enix. But then after poor performance from Hitman 1 in Square's eyes, I guess, they bailed as being like a partner and so io Mm -hmm. from there retained the rights i believe for hitman and continued on to make hitman 2 and 3 and so like independently so then they talked about a space invaders like ar game which is why space invaders what the heck i know it's so weird (laughs) Um, i thought you were gonna say like space invaders like reboot and they're gonna like turn it into a story based like kind of well my name is i mean like what's the difference and i'm gonna save the planet from those space invaders uh anyway i'm joking that is not a thing that happened it would be uh what is it bomberman resurrection oh that stupid thing yeah (laughs) uh darius cosmic cosmic okay that's spelled with a z uh revelation which is uh from a side-scrolling shooter series named Darius. I don't... It's coming to stuff. It's a remaster or whatever. Um, Bubble Bobble 4. Why is that a thing that Square's talking about? No. And then... I don't know. There's also this Toho Battle Bubble, which... Square, what is happening? It's just like Brick Breaker. Or, uh... Yeah. It's all like, why? God. Yeah. Um, 
Black Panther got a cinematic teaser trailer for Marvel's for Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Okay, cool. They did like, an extended um, look at Hawkeye DLC, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. And the that CG looks... just doesn't look good. That well, did not look pretty jank, yeah. The gameplay. It, it, yeah. Which I played it, and uh, I just kind of... I'm sorry if this is... I feel like it kind of goes with it. The story's good. For some reason, I think they were needed another week before releasing this because it was very janky even compared to the last like really? story things like uh it was very uh what's the word the frame rate like was the frame rate drips drops drops mm-hmm. uh were a lot more noticeable and i don't really notice that stuff so it Damn. i it uh it I feel like it needed a little bit more polishing but um yeah i can confirm uh it didn't look good that's tough that's really tough and they need yeah. only good press at this point uh yeah for that game to gain yeah. any steam how is hawkeye uh, with the sword it's good <laughs> to chop uh, some people in half uh you you Classic fight mostly, hawkeye <laughs> you fight mostly robots in this game and that's why it's rated t right it's why it's rated t and uh his other uh you have two hawkeyes technically you've got the good one and you've got clinton barton um i'm sure dang all right rob uh that's enough of that you get (laughs) bishop hawkeye who's this really cool she's like um i believe she was like the daughter of like a basically a crime organization she ended up going out on her own she became a uh, private eye she has a whole interesting story there her name is private eye and not hawkeye <laughs> her name... <laughs> um, they, why does she teleport in this what's that why does she teleport in this um the villains of the game aim they have um troopers that are like kind of teleporters so mm-hmm. they, when they bring her in, she basically has been on her own, infiltrating AIM on her own for the last five years. And that's how they explain her, like, base, uh, everyone else can do, like, either you're playing as the Hulk and you have a huge jump distance, um, you can play as Black Widow and use a grapple hook to cross distances faster. Um, with her, they just thought like teleporting would work so you can look to certain areas and just hit x and go there so all right so she's actually just noctis cool she's noctis <laughs> lucius kaelin she right. has a sword she has an arrow you're right you got it so balan wonderland is a game <laughs> that they talked about and showed more gameplay of in a new trailer the game comes <laughs> out fairly soon if i'm not mistaken uh but yeah throughout the trailer i was just telling everyone how this game like people played a demo of this game and it's just not very good and it was like why like widely like reported as such and so it looks pretty awesome but it's like we know it does not play well at least unless you like did a lot of hot fixes to that in the meantime so mm-hmm. kind of get like hard to get excited about that kind of thing and then they spent uh, like this 
this big old amount of time talking about Life is Strange True Colors, which is the third Life is Strange game. Mm. And they explain the new main protagonist. Uh, her name is Alex Chen, and her uh, and how her brother mysteriously dies and blah blah blah. You can use now she has the, the new... powers of empathy. Yeah. Yep. And it yeah, affects her. Um, in and like it could affect her and the outcome of everything if she uses it blah 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 and then also they're remastering uh life is strange and uh life is strange before the storm so mm-hmm. you know remastered for uh the new consoles and then they ended the show with uh forespoken that's it cool <laughs> pretty lame show pretty uh yeah. underwhelming i thought they'd show i forespoken cool everything else snooze city don't care um Mm -hmm. so you know like i did not expect like kingdom hearts or integrate or whatever which i said last week but i expected more than that like anything more than that well it comes down to the point of like do you think that they like what what are their like biggest earners at this point? Like Final Kingdom Fantasy Hearts? Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Final Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts. Um Dragon Quest. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are like the top three pillars of the company. I'm probably missing one. Oh, Nier is what they're pivoting to be their new, like their mm-hmm. new pillar. Um and Nier there's a new Nier game next month, so Yeah. Now, you know. A new might, old Nier game. <laughs> this might be spoiling things because I've just I'm starting playing it like Automata. Uh, yeah, on, uh, it's Automata. Sure, that's how I, I say it. There's okay. a bunch of different ways to pronounce okay. it. I've been Only one of Automata, which is true. But yeah. I feel like I don't know if that's the right way or. Um, but does it end off in a way that? the next game is going to either be an anthology entry where they're just going to pick up with a new scenario a new world new characters or does it leave off in a way that it leaves room for a sequel in that world so to not say anything that answers <laughs> the question this uh new near game is a remake of the original near game okay mm-hmm. and that one was a different story entirely yeah so but it, well it's like near uh, Automata is near two. Let's put it that way. And near the new near that's coming out is near one. And okay. so um, it takes place. Um, basically, there's only there's a there's a few characters that uh, show up in near Automata that are from near one, but the time span between those two games is such a significant amount that it it doesn't like, you know. So, like, I did not need to know any information about Near One because I haven't played it to get full what I felt was full enjoyment out of Near Automata. So, I think you could safely play that game and all of yeah. its endings, like, without um, without being like upset. And it's not a spoiler to say that that game has multiple endings. So, anyone yeah. who's butt hurt, um, well, you know that game came out in twenty eighteen. Actually, no. It came out in 2017. Yeah, that's about to say. Jeez. 
Mm-hmm. I'll spoil one thing that I haven't even come across because I know this is part of a DLC that I probably got with the de- deluxe edition. But you can fight the founders, you know, the CEOs of Square Enix. But that's yep. not the point. Yep. Yep. It's pretty funny. Actually. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, taking on. Who are the two? It's. Is it the current or did they. I don't know. All I know is that um, during the Endwalker announcement, the uh, CEO of uh, of Square came out to talk more about how like it's gonna yeah. be a PlayStation Five like release or upgrade or whatever soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came out. He walked out and was like, "That's one of the bosses in Near." Yeah, <laughs> so- <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, um, man. that's enough of that. Uh, moving on. Sony buys Evo. All right, cool. It was a good talk, guys. Uh, (laughs) It was really nice. Uh, No, that's huge. Actually, in like fighting game community, their show is Evo, and Mm -hmm. Sony buying that makes it so like, oh, Microsoft. Do they have any exclusive fighting games? I think Killer Instinct is their only. Yeah, Killer Instinct is. I think the only one really. Um, And then, and then like Smash like nintendo has smash and so like now it's it's like our pc players and like other games that are not like modern are they gonna get the access that they had previously like Mm -hmm. that's the big question and nintendo put out this vague statement like they'll continue to assess what they're gonna do with evo and whatever and they nintendo's already like we hate supporting like fighting yeah. game community. We hate our fans and they yeah. should not get anything for uh, supporting our game and buying it and yeah, playing for it for hundreds of thousands so. of hours. So it, it kind of makes it so like any fighting game has to be on a Sony console like straight up. Like it like and to put it in layman's terms, Smash obviously a Nintendo property will never go anywhere else. Killer Instinct, <laughs> I mean I don't think it's that big overall to warrant such a like a big deal and i'm sure that sony and microsoft and nintendo at that point can all work it work it out to make the coverage but i don't really i don't really know it's too early to tell we're still in like Mm -hmm. a weird covid time so it's just interesting and kind of depressing because now it's not independent now it's like yeah and now there's like a lot of worry about there being like um just influence from sony overall on like which games get what coverage and like yeah. uh what games are even like allowed in if they're gonna bar other games that aren't on you know good terms with sony from even competing and so like and to a lot of people in the fighting game community that's like kind of their livelihood right they uh yeah make money off of going to these tournaments and um yeah kind of sucks ass yeah sucks all right yeah um more sucks ass of company um now not buying a thing but wanting to buy a thing microsoft sets its sights on uh discord for around 10 billion dollars and that is uh bad really bad just yeah why are you doing this (laughs) Uh, you killed Mixer, which, I mean, nobody used anyway, so, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, you killed Skype. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I know anyone who uses Skype or whatever. But, uh, yeah, Discord is something I use on a daily basis that I really like using. 
Yeah. And I don't want um to like to Microsoft <laughs> to buy it and then gut it and then kill it or just stop supporting it or whatever. It's just like why do you do this constantly? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh that's troubling, but we don't know yet. We no. really just don't know. <laughs> But also, you might have to switch platforms at some point, and I don't know what else there is. So yeah, for real, well, I'll be on fucking Zoom. Uh, Amazon <laughs> killed curse uh, voice. I don't even know what that that's is. Dead. Uh, well, that's probably what they want because it's fucking dead. So, well, go. it's now uh, the Twitch app. So, well, I'll just go back to um, to aim AIM. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay. So I'm surprised we got through the big stories that fast because we have like a big like second half of the show. I'll I'll just get through the uh, the small stories as I call them, uh, hopefully quickly. But uh, well, one feel of free to is jump. very important. Yeah, to yeah. All of us. Feel free to jump in, guys, whenever you want. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne HD Remaster is heading west on uh, May 25th. That's it. That's the story. It's a new game in the mainline persona series which persona is a spin-off series of the shin megami tensei series and so this is the third game in that series nocturne Mm -hmm. which previously was like a ps2 game and a very rare ps2 game at that especially uh, stateside uh i remember what it was like the 360 era like the height of the 360 era um it wasn't even 2010 yet I believe there was like a this like not GameStop game store in the mall that to had a copy. <laughs> it wasn't like EB at the time was was GameStop. Was GameStop? Yeah. They were purchased. Uh, anyway, they had a copy for like over eighty bucks or something ridiculous. And Damn. It, yeah, and that was in store for a used copy of that game. So it could. It's only gone higher. I believe I haven't actually looked it up, but coming to switch and that's cool uh i believe it's coming uh, elsewhere i think it's like what it has to be elsewhere there uh, a ps4 switch steam cool uh atlas is really atlas and sega are really going for steam and or pc these days which is great so maybe we'll hear some p5 on steam rumors and switch soon please god uh also apparently if you buy the du- digital deluxe edition of this you get to play four days earlier on the 21st of may which is strange but okay yep and that is that let's move on nice um let's go to wb warner brothers is talking about their movie schedule and this i want i didn't really like read anything about it but i noticed because i was like hey when does Godzilla vs. Kong come out? Because that's like super soon. It comes out on the mm-hmm. 31st on HBO Max. Yeah. When I was looking it up, it comes to theaters like this week. It's like already in theaters. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm like, why? What? I thought they were day and date. Yeah. And so, apparently, as like in 2022, there will be a 45 day, um, like, delay for uh movies will hit theaters 45 days earlier for wb specifically they will hit regal cinemas 45 days earlier than they will hit hbo max which 
that's 2022. And so mm-hmm. majority and what was promised, I guess, by WB is that uh, all their films would hit day and date, like when they're supposed to come out, they would hit HBO Max. That has changed from my understanding um, because of Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, and The Matrix 4 will not hit day and date. So right now it's like a week-ish like delay or 10, 14 days. I don't know because I just noticed that it was different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it comes out next Wednesday on HBO Max. That means we might be able to watch it before we record next week's uh, episode, which would be cool. Yeah. So, um, that would be a lot of coordination. So I guess don't get your hopes up if you were thinking about it. Also, it's probably best not to talk about it the day it comes out because a lot of people won't be able to see it. So you know, as I'm thinking about it, we'll probably lean towards not doing that. Even if we put spoiler warnings, it's kind of like a, yeah. a jerk move. Even though it'll like the episode doesn't come out for two more days after we yeah. record, but it would you be, get it. Yeah, it would be a little bit of like the. Well, like, I, I don't know if you guys do this. Like, you'll see, like, kind of either uh, something you like or, like, some channel that you like is, like, reviewing it, and then you'll, like, be like, oh, I guess I should watch that now. And then I was spoiled for WandaVision every week, beso- every episode <laughs> besides the last episode for every big reveal. And it Got wasn't him. because I, like, was an idiot and didn't, like, block words. It's just people on the internet have no chill when it comes to just freely talking about it and so you're spoiled even when you're not intending to be even when you're trying to be like conscious of like oh i know if i go here i'll be spoiled it ends up just happening it's like come on so it's tough reviewing it in two weeks (laughs) i mean i don't really know how how much you can be spoiled for big monkey fights big lizard but yeah you know like i'm looking forward to it regardless same yeah so that's cool it's interesting to see that the 45 day um like delay for warner brothers movies there's like more like i'm looking at a polygon article and there's like more info about like paramount and universal but who cares it doesn't matter um okay all right that's enough of that moving on hey do you guys know a small company named disney um, no elaborate okay so what, disney bump what do they do um they have this character named michael mouse uh-huh yeah so anyway they bumped black widow again by two months they put it in the um the um shang chi spot so <laughs> july 9th and, and she was moved too right yes mm-hmm. yes it was to um to september 3rd so and they put i believe they put uh cruella uh or uh, cruella is still the same so cruella is coming to disney uh, plus and uh theaters i guess i don't know i don't know this article makes it very strange no idea i think they both are coming to theaters and disney plus but they said that Black Widow, which is coming day and date, theaters and Disney Plus, and it'll be on Premier Access, which means it'll be thirty bucks uh, on Disney Plus on July 9th. And so, uh, and then, which is strange, um, 
because they also announced that Pixar's new movie Luca will be free and exclusive mm-hmm. for Disney Plus on June 18th. So is that that well, Pixar did that? Yeah, so the past 3 Pixar movies like Onward straight to basically straight to Disney Plus for free of charge. Soul straight to Disney Plus free of charge. Yeah. Luca straight to Disney Plus free of charge. I don't know what they're doing with Pixar, yeah. but you know, it's kind of freaking me out cuz the the <laughs> Disney like classics line which raya and the last dragon was part of 30 bucks mulan mm-hmm. live action 30 bucks i can understand like the avengers like an avengers uh marvel cinematic level movie like yeah i guess black widow is like of that hype but in retrospect like after it got delayed for over a year and then um like you had two di- like shows come out yeah it kind for of like free. takes away the the impact of black widow as a film especially as it's like takes place before like mm-hmm. infinity war endgame so yeah it's kind of uh weird but i i mean that movie has been rumored to have such heavy reworks that i mean i'm just kind of so skeptical i'm like surprised that it's even coming out at this point like it's still just been such I a know. long time but I mean, and they pushed it back again, so maybe it won't even come out. But whatever. <laughs> so thirty bucks. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's a small small drop in the bucket. I'm not going to the theater, and thirty bucks is something um, I'll fork out for that. Um, Ryan the Last Dragon was a harder pill to swallow for thirty dollars, and Mulan I was unwilling to do so. I mean, it's just I've already seen a better version of that before the movie came out. You you guys made that in the '90s, so Raya was super disappointing. I mean, yeah, I think I think that Black Widow safely will be like fine. Like at, at the worst, it could be is fine because I've never yeah. seen just a straight up bad uh, Marvel movie besides Iron Man three. But <laughs> yeah. and that was forever ago. Yeah. So yeah. Rob, I know. We talked about Iron Man 3. We don't have to go into it again. Don't worry. Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need to say anything about it. I'm good. I'm good. It's good. It's good. You hear glass break? (laughs) 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 No, like, uh, personally, I find Iron Man 2 to be really bad. But like, What? uh, He pees in his Iron Man suit and then he fights (laughs) drunkenly against uh, War Machine to Robot Rock. What could be the height, the better height of cinematic uh, excellence, other than maybe a new cover of Hallelujah played over the credits of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League? Wait a second, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll rewind. It's okay. All right. So, with Black Widow uh, pushed back, Shang Chi has been pushed to uh, July 9th. Oh no, from July 9th to September 3rd. Uh, Free Guy, which I don't care about. Kingsman, yeah. don't care. Deep Water, literally don't care. And Death on the Nile, don't know what that is, nor do I care. So, I don't know. I guess at this point, the other MCU films have not been shifted yet. But with the uh, Black Widow Shang-Chi thing, it will be interesting to see how it shapes up going forward. Yeah. Um, That's it for Disney. So, weird stuff happening. And then we'll move right over to Sony. 
Oh boy, Sony. Rob has some strong feelings on this one. <laughs> Venom 2, Venom Let There Be Carnage, is pushed back to September 17th. <laughs> you know, I just forgot that this movie existed because it's yeah, been a million years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. All, all act aside, I'm, I'm just more, I, I'm ready for a, for a trailer at this point. Like, for real? I'm, I'm just I'm excited to see like what Carnage is gonna look like. I'm excited to see what the general premise of this is gonna be, if it's gonna be straight up maximum carnage. Um but I I can wait with this one. Um I I hope they like the biggest things I'm hoping is I hope they learn the right lessons. Because I I I'm like the weird um, I'm a fool because I, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm a fool because I uh, deeply enjoyed Venom. Um, but uh, I don't know. That movie was like tailored for you, though. It like was. they were like, who is our target audience? Who is the guy that will be our defender? And uh, <laughs> which the thing was, was I was I was like so ready to hate it. I was like so ready to be. I was went into the theater. I was like. Okay, Sony's trying to do their own thing. Let's let's see what they got. And then like I kept turning to you and Anthony and just being like, That's some dope ass shit just the yeah. entire time. But Anthony who has been previously on the podcast before for for new listeners. Yeah. Um we'll have to have him back on so he can talk about how he loves uh the Venom cinematic <laughs> film as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposedly surprised what, how much I did not just outright hate the Venom movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, I think I would enjoy watching that with uh, a group of people instead of like, I'm so excited, me personally, for this film. Like, I'm excited to watch that probably um, mediocre to really hilarious <laughs> film with people so i can laugh together with them at it um yeah so that's apparently their biggest delay june 25th fast nine comes out a quiet place two comes out uh sometime i guess in september Hmm. i don't know yeah maybe it's oh apparently wait what (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if it has a release date, <laughs> but it's okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, one, I I went into the store the other day and I went by a bag of bugles, and it said uh, bugles sponsored by uh, a Quiet Place Part Two, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a movie. <laughs> it's like coming out. Yeah, it was supposed to come out like much sooner, but like all these licensing deals and like. I mean, like, we talked about the, like, the Halo, like, the the Halo Infinite stuff that was, like, on all those, like, Mountain Dew things and other oh, brands yeah. and everything. Because yeah, yeah. they just, like, had these brand deals that, like, you know, were supposed to happen but never happened because the, mm-hmm. the, the products or movies never came out. It's just like, okay. Um, all right. So that's it for that. Uh, we'll talk about more in Sony for a bit, uh, but we're going to talk about a bigger, broader topic for just a brief amount of like a moment. There's a huge chip shortage, like 
in the in the world right now if you guys didn't know obviously that's like fueling why there's so many delays in the ps5s and um xbox series x or s's that you guys want that i want that we all want um and it's just like obviously something caused by the pandemic but also the shape of the market like Hmm. since then the scarcity so when they do come in to uh to like online people hunt in droves instead of like there being a constant stream they like kind of drop these like shares of of like whatever the the technology is it's so severe that there are unfinished cars like thousands of unfinished cars sitting in lots just parked because they can't get the like the chips the computer chips that they need to finish them so yeah it's a huge huge problem also there's a pre-owned car shortage because people need cars that already you know are functional they can't buy new cars because Mm. they can't finish them they can't work so yeah it's a huge deal it's like only going to increase in like problem even if we're like oh but the pandemic's almost over right there's like light at the end of the tunnel there's still like a lot of uh things that are currently and that will continue to be affected almost more severely uh as we ease back out of this into what quote-unquote is normal yeah and there's like several i believe there are several countries that still don't have like any vaccines coming their way anytime soon so yeah it's tough it's 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 very tough yeah it's a lot bigger of an issue it in america we might be getting close to something close to a solution but like it's still going to be an issue coming forward so it's just yeah still be cautious even if you're vaccinated still wear a mask still be mindful it's only the start of the the solution not the end of the solution anyway after that oh you can go rob nothing just like uh I i won't say who but i was with someone the other day and uh i i got in the car with them and i i went to uh give them hand sanitizer and they said to me like no i don't need it i'm vaccinated and (laughs) i i was like i was so because this person is like should know better but like i was just like awesome do you know how germs work like (laughs) so no uh so yeah you are not invincible if you get the (laughs) vaccine you do not immediately whoever is out there listening to this please like i'm i'm not saying this like in a like everyone should know but everyone should know better (laughs) yeah hey you know it's not that i'm uh scared of uh getting uh a vaccine i'm scared of what the government put inside the yeah. vaccine no <laughs> to mind Maybe. control us well, uh, the gates put and... in their uh microchips and the uh <laughs> well, in yeah, the vaccine, you know, they're gonna track where we are at all times i mean Texas, it's not like we have these rectangles that track where we are at all times already like come on give me a break yeah did you guys we see... already have social security numbers like <laughs> we have credit scores like give mm-hmm. me a break uh what rob uh, <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Like, I was just gonna say, did you guys hear the news, like, a month back or something, when it snowed in Texas? There was a bunch of people who were like, this is fake snow. This is made by Bill Gates. Yes, I did see those stories. It just, 
Why are people... Yeah, okay, we have the weather wizard over here. He made a giant <laughs> weather machine so he can make fake snow. Yeah. It's like, it's just snow on the ground, but also it's manufactured, so it's fake snow, like they make at a <laughs> ski resort. It's like, uh, is it still causing problems for people? Yeah, who cares if it's fake, which obviously it's real snow. Just let me put that out there. Yeah. Joe There's Biden no- didn't know how to use the weather machine when he got into office, so he accidentally <laughs> cranked up the... Uh, ac too high over texas that's what happened there it is perfect yeah that's actually something that people believe not even lying (laughs) yeah but they also think that there's those like blade runner style recyclers that uh, hover over the 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 planet so that we don't have to worry about (laughs) uh climate change or whatever well i mean why would we have to worry about climate change when it's not real okay Nintendo Switch is uh, the Earth is a fruit roll up. It's flat. Come on, bro. Is uh, rumored to uh, to be getting a 4K uh, uh, upgrade with a new Nvidia chip. Which also we just talked about. There's a a chip shortage. So yeah, there's a bunch of reports about this OLED and like new 4K Switch Pro coming out in like this year. Uh, Don't hold your breath on that one, guys. Uh, this is a pretty powerful system on a chip, just so you know. Like, I believe the original Switch uh, had a chip inside of it, the Tegra chip, that was like two generations or more back from when it even launched in 2017. So this one is closer to like a modern chip, obviously, like a, like a current gen chip. So... Yeah, don't hold your breath on that system coming out, and also don't hold your breath if it's four to five hundred dollars, because that's what it's gonna be, guys. Do you want a Nintendo Switch for four hundred dollars when you could just buy a PlayStation Five? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Depends. Maybe after I would get a PlayStation Five, and if I had the money to spend, I can't wait to play. Animal Crossing in 4K because it's really <laughs> intensive on my. Also, like, well, I mean, like, there are those games that I do want to play. Like, having yeah. not had to switch literally the whole time, like Breath yeah. of the Wild, Mario. Yeah, no, I feel all like. that shit. I but I, I don't need them in 4K, do I? Like, I personally don't. I have a Switch, so I was, I every time I go to like think about getting a Switch, I realize I I don't have enough like because like i i was born like a sony kid like i from birth the playstation one was put into his hands it was put into my hand and then from there he only played sony wait what was your first console rob (laughs) uh playstation one uh i had yeah um what was your first game memory from that playstation one oh first game memory um a lot of the pizza hut like demos that explains a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob, I it, whatever Did you, you said, Pepsi Man on PS1. Apex Apexscape. I'm, I'm remembering now. Yeah. Apexscape was actually that a ex- big. That's that's a lot. Yeah, no. Whatever you had said, Rob, I was going to say that explains a lot about you. So, don't worry. <laughs> I mean it does. I, mean, I don't think you were wrong, so. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, the first game I actually like sat down. and was like, I need to play a video, this video game, and I think you know what it already is. So I'll let you guess. 
What what game, Rob? I really can't guess. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I was Monster on Rancher. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a guess. Uh, it, it had a whole special on the Disney Channel. Ducktales. <laughs> it's gargoyles. A, Was there a gargoyles game? No, no. It's it's a game that Luck we... of the Irish. That's too <laughs> way too early for that. <laughs> Smart House. <laughs> Was it Brink? There was a Brink uh, video game adaptation? Oddly enough, Brink uh, had a video game adaptation that was really... No, it was obviously H-E double hockey sticks. What? No. (laughs) No one understands that reference, Rob. No one's... Wait, they're going to get the other ones? Yeah, of course. Of course. Disney Channel original movies, dude. Wait, what game was it, Rob? It's Kingdom Hearts. For PS1? Doesn't no, exist. No, PS2. Okay. Yeah, I, Wait, I'm sorry. I forgot yeah. the context of the story. Wait, what were you talking <laughs> What were you describing? <laughs> sorry for the audience I was saying, who's uh, like, putting I was their saying... hands to their faces. <laughs> I was saying, like, the first game that I ever, like, went out to get on my own. Uh, That's, okay, I got you, I yeah. got you. So that was yeah. It makes a, sense that it was H E double hockey sticks, the video game adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, no, Kingdom Hearts. I remember this stupid like trailer, like this commercial that Disney Channel would have, where they were like going underground. That's the one I watched. Yeah, they would show Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, I need this game, and I would like, I would look at my older sister, and I'd be like. I want this game. Can we get this game for your like your <laughs> PS2? And I was just like so amped about it. I remember uh, walking into a local game store because those were like a thing back in mm-hmm. the day. It was called uh, Quad Effects, uh, and I just remember seeing the cover art for Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, "Yeah, I have to buy this right now." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so striking. It's just like wow. Yeah, like, it's, it, yeah. I think it's one of like the most like. It's weird because it's like it's kind of representative of the game, but it like has this very mysterious vibe to it. Like when you first see it, you're just like, "Oh wow, what are these? Is that Donald and Goofy?" Yeah, I know. It's, just, it's awesome. And, uh, but yeah, I I remember uh, I saw that same ad that you did blaze and i remember it was a very strange day because it was like i think it was the first day i remember actually being left alone in like in the house like it was just like um my sister had a thing to do and i was like i can i can take care of myself and they were like all right and then i just i turned on the tv and it like I remember it like a beam of glowing light shined down. <laughs> yeah, it was just Poltergeist and Rob. Uh, it was Poltergeist. Yeah, and I was like, it's here. Polter so, Mickey. Polter Mickey. Epic. Uh, Epic Geist. Epic Geist. There you go. You got it. <laughs> you know, that's an awesome story. Do you know what is not an awesome story, Rob? What is not an awesome story? Report. PS3, PS Vita, and uh, well, their uh, stores will be shut down for good. I heard about that. 
Yeah. August 27th is the last Damn. day for that. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. I, was... I still, every once in a while, I'd go on to uh, PlayStation 3, and now they've got, of course, they've got really good deals on games now. Um, yeah. But I, I hope to God that we start getting some ports, because, like, I... I cherish my PS3 being able to give me my Dead Space. Um, load yeah, there were just some. There were just certain games that just haven't gotten remasters or definitive editions or whatever. Haven't like made that jump. I feel like we because of this we will. Yeah. But on the flip side, we might not because yeah. like Xbox like already supports like most of those games um, that were multiplat. So, you know, it's just kind of a bummer when they're like, yeah, we have this whole online service that you need for, like, a lot of your games, um, and it's just not going to happen anymore. It's like whenever Nintendo shuts down servers for any of their stuff, it's just like, oh, okay. I Like, I mean, it costs them mm-hmm. money, like, such a significant amount of money, but it's just like, oh, yeah, all those players that still play this game just bye see you later yeah it's like even worse in those scenarios because nintendo is so like uh well i mean it's a console a and then obviously nintendo b is like very uh overhanded with how they treat their products that people can't even like set up private servers for those who want to play the games it's like for real because that's never been a problem really on pc games like if you wanted to go play quake you don't have to like rely on uh get permission yeah, you don't have to rely on um, proprietary servers. Like, people will just host them themselves. So, uh, yeah. you know, the fans who want to play these games can play these games with other yeah. people who want to. Oh, well. You win yeah. some, you lose some. And uh, this week, a lot of us lost something. Four hours and two our minutes time. of our whole lives. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel uh, I feel bad because I thought bad. I thought there was going to be a room here. I was going to be like, we watched a uh, movie that uh, is a true piece of art. Um, it had uh, had truly great cinematography and um, a very talented vision behind it, and it's called Willy's Wonderland. But I guess that's not uh, even a joke. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we'll save Zack <laughs> Snyder uh, his Justice well, League for do you wanna, last. Do you want to do that? You want to do that one first, so that way we can end on a good note. I just have so much to say about it. Um, let me get yeah. through the quick hits of like what I did this week. Other than that, so okay. <laughs> I played more Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and like, there's this big thing in the Animal Crossing community. Like, one, like it's really just like not cool to just restart your whole con- your whole like game. Like that is just like a thing that I've seen is like kind of like not as bad as taboo as, as a time traveling apparently to, for the diehards, but it's just like, why would you do that? Um, so I did that obviously I I talked about that last week. Yeah, no, it's not like that big of a deal, but like the bigger thing is time traveling. Time traveling is when you change the date and stuff on, uh, on your like system so that you could fast travel or fast, like, complete tasks that would take real-time days to complete basically and uh like because the internet is polarized in every way like when new horizons came out like it was a huge deal like are you a time traveler or are you not like are you a cheater or whatever like it's just like 
you need to like you need to figure out what <laughs> your brain that makes you like like that but well, um, my friends uh in college nice uh segue here um or uh anecdote one of my friends in college who used to he would meet people by going to the lunchroom or the uh, lunch area, dining hall, whatever the fuck, uh, and sit down at people's tables who are just like sitting alone. And he'd be like, hey, are you time traveler? <laughs> so yeah, when you said that, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, and that's how we met a lot of our friends. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah. that is kind of awesome. <laughs> it's a good... Uh, <laughs> it's a good icebreaker. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, as you're so saying, I think that would be a great icebreaker, especially since uh, COVID happened. So when we get back out into the world, it's like, are you a time traveler? Do you like, uh, did you come back to vacation after uh, the COVID pandemic? Did you fi- did you figure it out? Um, anyway, jokes aside, yeah. So in my previous uh, island experience, I time traveled and I like got to credits and animal Crossing. like that's not the point of animal crossing one to like to just get to the credits but like i never played an animal crossing game and i really know what to expect or like what to do with it so i'm like more of a goal oriented kind of guy i don't really like to um like when it comes to games anyway i don't like to like the the freedom the quote-unquote freedom of it like gives me anxiety like i just if there's nothing confirmed for me to go do i don't really know what to do nor do i want to do anything with it so the like the build up the goals like the leveling up of your island in animal crossing is very rewarding to me but then when i had all the tools and i could do anything i didn't want to do anything anymore because there was like nothing hard to achieve like there was nothing like concrete to achieve it was just all like making my own fun in this sandbox now and that was just like too much for my puny brain to handle so uh it's been like i've just been like playing as like doing what i could like each day in animal crossing and like just having the days pass by as they normally would and i find like it's like oh man that shop won't open till tomorrow or uh like something like that and it's just like that's kind of a bummer or like my house won't upgrade till tomorrow or that neighbor won't move in till tomorrow and so i have to wait and so like i'm waiting like real life days but like that waiting it compels me to put the game down and like do other stuff and then pick the game up tomorrow it like in and of itself makes me want to play a little each day instead of playing a lot for like a short <laughs> period of time the game which is probably intended to be played Yes, no, the intention of the game is much healthier than how I and, like, a lot of other people play and interact with games. And, uh, you know, I don't need to go... I mean, there's no story to Animal Crossing, so, like, I don't need to go beat that narrative in one sitting so that I'm not spoiled on the internet. But, yeah, no, it's been cathartic instead of, like, min-maxing, which is good because I tend to, like, find myself in that, like min-maxing loop whenever i play any games and it's just like i don't know if this is like compulsive tendencies or what it's just sometimes it's really fun and like uh rewarding but a lot of times it's just like busy work that's so that's a me problem but now you know more about me 
so Animal Crossing is good. We watched uh, the new episode of Wonder Egg Priority, which Aaron mm-hmm. and I watched that. Um, and there's this, like, no, like, big spoilers, but there's, like, a plot twist that, like, we were surprised. We were like, oh, the yeah. bad guys are these guys. And then they were like, uh, totally not, basically. And there was just this, like, Final Fantasy level, um, uh, like, plot twist in it. And I was just like, huh. I could no one literally could have seen that coming and I just don't know how it's gonna like could not tell you how it's gonna shake out at all yeah it's like okay well I'll just have to see yeah yeah and even that like if anyone thought that was a spoiler like you can't you cannot comprehend like what uh what is going on in that show so yeah uh we watched Willy's Wonderland which was fun uh we'll talk about that more in depth um if anyone else wants to go in before we talk about the three big things, which is Willy's Wonderland, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, um, if anyone has well, anything else. I don't want this podcast to be two hours, so. <laughs> so, you want it to be four hours go. and two minutes. Got it. I'm going to fucking kill myself. Uh, I mean, the only thing I, I could think of putting in here is um, I watched the show Hunters, which is a show I just want to advertised to everyone Check it's a spin-off out. series of uh, supernatural got it <laughs> no it's uh <laughs> it's produced by jordan peele and it's um basically it takes place in the 70s and uh it follows this group of uh nazi hunters um and they basically are basically comp- <laughs> basically basically um they are combating the aftermath of project paperclip and basically what is that uh project paperclip was um an actual real life thing uh where after world war ii uh america contracted a bunch of the remaining nazi scientists uh to work on projects for us it's really fucked up yeah really that sucks hard yeah yeah it's really fucked up and it like they go into the logic of it at one point like they there'll be like lots of points in the show like it kind of balances the line between action drama comedy and um they do like a lot of like little bits where it's like they cut to like now this is a lesson of uh why uh people hate the jews or like it like and it like will it doesn't do like uh hey little timmy how are you like there's this like whole comedic scene in there where it's just like and then it turns into this like yeah isn't that really fucked up like thing uh i I don't want to spoil it but it's this like it's a darkly comedic show and it goes into this one scene where it cuts to the boardroom of the people who were thinking of project paperclip and they were like go to this one guy and he's like now let's say that you have a gun and it killed somebody that you love. Would you bury that gun in the sand and wait for your enemy to pick it up and shoot you with it? Or would you take that gun and use it to the most effective use? And it's like this fucked up thing that you saw with it. And it's, yeah. Anyway, it's a great show. I know it sounds really dark from what I did, uh, from what I described of it, but it's, uh, it's really good. It's got Al Pacino as like the main one of the main uh, people in it and it's got logan lerman 
uh ted from how i met your mother i'm trying to remember his name uh no, no, no. it's his got name great, is ted his name is ted and it's got a great cast anyway i'm talking too much about it that's cool well what where do we watch it uh it's amazon prime um, oh really it's a prime show yeah it got buried sure. yeah like, i think i've out... uh, heard about it yeah it, it, i don't see wow. a lot of advertisement for it but it's it's a very great show um i'd say it's like equal level of boys quality wow that's high praise yeah i will uh actually check that out when i have the time and the yeah. energy that sounds rad cool anything else rob aaron no, please let's go. Let's get okay, so let's let's go for uh, Willy's Wonderland first. Uh, premise is Nick Cage is uh, the the uh, is in Five Nights at Freddy's. He's a janitor in Five Nights at Freddy's. Basically, um, that movie has more coherent um, like rules and lore than Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Um, also, it's way more narratively concise and shot more interestingly in my opinion in 88 minutes versus four hours and two minutes Mm -hmm. it Um, knows what it is and it uses that to its advantage i think both this movie which is essentially like kind of a higher budget like a b action movie yeah uh and Zack snyder's justice league which is like fucking hollywood budgets millions of fucking dollars both of them have like the same approach to storytelling but one is more effective because it understands that it's like not serious right where you're like you have characters give like exposition just like straight up but it's like okay in one of these movies like it's kind of necessary and effective because it's just like some stupid story but and then the other movie it's like all right they're just taking this way too seriously and it's taking way too long and it's already a fucking four-hour movie and like yeah it's a terrible like i it like you're encouraged like consistently in like writing classes and everything to not stop the plot and give exposition mm-hmm. and like again with wally's wonderland it knows what it is and it like it it's like basically it still makes it interesting when like they do the exposition scene i'd say because you're getting to see like how little shit uh nick cage's character seems to care about all of this uh and just how devoted he is to his job uh but it's like with the other one from what i hear again like i haven't seen this but i have basically watched many reviews i've looked up every like kind of difference from the original one i looked on positive reviews i looked up negative reviews um i did not want to uh devote any more time to because uh anyway that will be later i'm sorry that i'm running into this but yeah (laughs) um my thoughts on willie's wonderland is that it's a really uh fun film to watch with your friends yes not an a plus it's definitely like a b minus to c plus it's It's just um, like a campy movie like yeah it's it's made to have like to be fun 
it's not made to think complex thoughts about. Like if you are watching game theory for the FNAF lore and then you watch this film because that's what you want, don't. You will get concise like lore mm-hmm. exposition that is like it fits the rules and makes sense. Like it works for this film. It is not like it does not care about that. It just cares about stupid fun and uh nick cage's character is one of the best protagonists that i've uh (laughs) experienced in a while yeah i think Um, he can take on the justice league i think it'd be awesome it was really weird that they like we made like i think they with one of their song choices they made like a weird reference to like nick cage's superman like his version of Uh, superman yeah yeah. i think um but uh yeah no it's cool like i definitely think it's it's like if you like like it's more of like a thriller slasher like it's not scary in any way mm-hmm. um and i'm like, like i would say there's baby like, doesn't like scary things guy yeah so i'd say there's like some like interesting like creepy designs but they're not like oh my god that's terrifying like i I'd yeah say, um uh what is it the siren one was the one that was like oh that's that's kind of a spooky detail that you did there like uh with the way that's mouth opened up but yeah. like i don't think it's gonna get you to be not i don't think you're gonna lose sleep over this one no i slept like a baby last night we watched it yesterday so yeah yeah anyway that was willie's wonderland very good definitely recommend it check it out all hmm. right falcon winter soldier you might have noticed that no one on the internet has talked about this uh, first episode, and you might think that it means it was bad, or that it was like uninteresting, or had didn't have anything to say. Um, it doesn't have any mystery, is what it, it yeah. doesn't have. I would say that it yeah. was very good, very traditional uh, MCU content. Yeah. It just comparatively to a show that was so weird in uh, in the MCU as WandaVision, and so like highly talked about and sought after uh for information on this is just so normal that people just get it they don't really need all those lore explanations all that like theory craft um so i haven't seen much like of anyone talk about it because they're so busy uh blowing smoke up Zack snyder uh ass about how great uh <laughs> uh justice league is and so um falcon winter soldier is covering complex like um like concepts while being concepts yeah like mental health um finance um like this whole nine like the whole nine yards like weird questions that you'd have about like can an avenger get a bank loan how do they make money like Mm -hmm. literal things that they cover in this in this uh show well it's like uh surprisingly just apropos to our current situation um political and otherwise being uh a you know a superhero or whatever but does that uh, like exempt you from uh other people's biases and then also at the same time it's like they're living um post the blip essentially which uh could be comparable to a COVID 19 so it's like yeah pretty uh like I don't know if they like <laughs> it, it's just kind of like weird how this how it, it ended up, up whether or not that was their intention yeah 
Yeah, that that's I think I I mentioned this like when last time we talked about WandaVision, but it's like like what kind of deal with the devil did like Kevin Feige make to like make the first show be all about dealing with trauma by through the lens of television and now we're in a show where it's like dealing with this horrible event that's hit all over the world and uh kind of just like race relations that are like now kind of uh brought to the forefront with like basically everything that's going to be happening with this uh new character with um basically what i'm predicting is the homelander of the mcu uh u.s Mm -hmm. agent and uh i think it's very strange that we also had like this uh group of extremists come in saying uh how they want america and the world to be being the enemies uh and i think that was uh when I saw that footage and then there was the whole um, uh, siege on the Capitol, I was like, oh, okay, if that's how I'm guessing it's going to go, <laughs> it's going to be like that. But I it, obviously it's going in a different direction from that. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I was like sitting there right, right before the new one started. I was like, okay, what the hell is how did they do that? But, um, it still kind of has this vibe of like, they are strangely at the pulse of everything that's going on, whether it's kind of in a loose way or a very strangely direct way. Yeah. I think they're, um, I, I, I would hope that, um, the first episode set up, so what like what the problems that they that the uh that um sam and uh bucky have individually and i'm excited to see how their problems come to overlap hopefully in the second episode because Mm -hmm. i believe they only have six episodes so they really got to get to the point like yeah fast yeah and they are longer but yeah 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 this was like 50 minutes so yeah i'm i'm excited because they have like amazing chemistry together and i think that their stories will be interesting yeah i know so and even like the smaller i'm sorry go ahead no you're good i was just gonna say like even the smaller like kind of like the big clone scene like when he's dealing with his sister when bucky's in therapy like those were like kind of the most like grabbing moments for that whole for the whole first episode for me I'm not sure if that was the case. Same for they, you guys. They felt really earned. Like, yeah. even if even if the therapist and his and Sam's sister are new characters, with their dynamics towards these characters we're very familiar with, they felt so earned mm-hmm. to like to get that much like, um, like all the subtext that was involved in those conversations, like from like the experience that we have as viewers from yeah from, like the other movies and properties, like we know so much information we know these characters so well that we like we can get that context immediately and um that's about it i have to say on this 
which will transition perfectly into how I felt about Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Here we are. Oh, boy. Oh, okay, so Aaron and I watched Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League this weekend. Unfortunately. And Aaron, I don't know why you were so like, I will watch this movie. You were, like, really down to, like, join me on this, like, like if journey of self-hatred at, at this I, point. If I was going to watch this thing... I wouldn't want to do it alone, and uh, <laughs> this was the only opportunity that I would probably ever have to uh, watch it with somebody else, so I was like, yeah, I know all these people on the internet are wrong, and I just want to make sure they're wrong, and I made sure that they were wrong yeah. <laughs> about I it was, being good. I was, uh, I am sorry. Rob refused. Rob refused to join us in this endeavor. I am endeavor. so sorry that yeah. I left you guys to it. I... I just, I really, I given him, I gave him Man of Steel, uh, then I gave him Batman vs Superman, and then just like kind of the last few DC movies, I, like I think the last one I enjoyed was Shazam, and, and it was uh, that was like three movies into the change of focus basically. Yeah, and like so, I don't count Justice League twenty seventeen to be a change of focus. I believe it was just like, um last minute like i yeah it was last minute i I believe i truly believe that wonder woman was which was before justice league was the change of focus then it was aquaman which i haven't seen and then it was shazam which i have seen um and that's just like a slow pivot but like justice league 2017 is just an animal comparatively to everything else that one is like a case of i think like you can blame whoever i think everyone got screwed on that one yeah for Um, sure i i looked into it recently and apparently like uh, everyone was kind of on a time crunch because i think it was the at&t uh time warner merger was gonna happen and they weren't gonna get the same returns as they would uh post merger than they would uh pre-merger if the film was to be finished later so they just rushed it out as fast as they could then so yeah it felt like looking back at that cgi like that's <laughs> real rough yeah um like surprise like i mean and Zack Snyder's just league had some pretty like okay like cgi and uh green screen but it also had some pretty bad cgi and green yeah. screen but none some of it very bad None of it was as bad in my, like, looking back on the evidence of 2017's Justice League. None of it was as bad as that, like, holy crap, I cannot believe that released in theaters. That was that, like, how bad it was. Like, I mean, it wasn't Cat's level of bad, in my opinion. But it was still, like... It was a few scenes where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why Why am I looking at this? Who did this? All right. So, let me lay it, lay it out. I went in knowing that Zack Snyder makes films in a Zack Snyder way. I went into this film knowing that I don't particularly care for the universe that Zack Snyder has set up, the narrative streams that he has set up for his DC universe, like cinematic universe. I knew that going in. What I'm like also going in for is like narrative structure um how close to the characters he's getting not necessarily just like his versions of them 
But if his versions of those characters are consistent with his versions of them and how they align uh, then, like, back on themselves, I guess. Uh, he... Like, I, I link this stupid, like, grab tweet of, like, something circled where Zack Snyder's talking about his five-part trilogy with, <laughs> like, the, with the Justice League. And it's like... Yeah. Um, okay, so Man of Steel was like an interesting dark take like it was interesting i don't like it it was an interesting dark take on superman on his origin and like i didn't particularly care for it i know a lot of people didn't i know a lot of people who are diehards in that way and then batman v superman comes out and then you have this this batman who is old lived in this world they're taking a lot of assumptions that you know about the like batman and uh christopher nolan's batman and they're taking things from that and they're like reimagining things from that and they're they're making like this bruce wayne very jaded against anyone but himself which is like fine that's batman basically like you get you pretty much get like batman is grimdark you can be grimdark with batman batman killing people you know that's up for debate like yeah sure there are versions of batman who kills this older batman could have crossed that line because he has come down to it Zack snyder's reasoning for batman killing people i don't think is sufficient Um, there's a few like in the uh dark knight returns there's a few points where you wonder if he killed someone or not uh in it but overall by the end of it he's against it but yeah. yeah so that and then they try and justify like they bring like you a new fresh batman in the sequel film it's a superman 2 basically with batman as the enemy of like has the like the antagonist of superman but you're also like rooting for batman so it's also a batman 1 in this new reality like this new cinematic universe and it fails at both of those things because it then introduces a new new villain at the at in the third act with mm. almost zero context because they're just like yeah we uh lex luther has this b plot line basically and we're gonna make it the a like coincide with the a plot line by having it be zod's body is it zod's body turns into doomsday is that it yep okay okay it's because the kryptonian computers in in uh in his in in his ship just has doomsday like programmed to to make him right the way that they described it in the movie was um he wanted to bring him back and they said we needed a blood sample and he was like i'll use my blood and then he like cut his hand and he did that and then the machine says warning this may cause an abomination to be made (laughs) and then and then that's what happened and uh and then it comes out and then if if you go back and watch batman vs superman i was hoping this was going to be in the ultimate edition um there's a scene where they linger on superman really long when he first sees doomsday and like he's about to open his mouth to say something and they cut away and i'm pretty sure they must have had something written down where he was going to be like zod and (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> Which would make no so, sense. So Wonder Woman gets alerted to this. And she, like, was at that party where 
uh, Bruce Wayne had to break in for some reason. He couldn't just do his like Batman thing and get the information in a Batman way. He had to Bruce Wayne like charisma check everyone, which is just like he has the tech. He's a billionaire. He has the technology to do all this stuff. Obviously, you can hack this place. Like, shut up if you if he can't hack this place. Like, come on. Like Lex Luthor. No, I no. Uh, so that was dumb, and it was just like a reason for them to meet. It was very convenient, in my opinion. Anyway, Lex Luthor's graphic design uh, team worked on all the origin stories and, and designs for all these uh, Justice League members, and then uh, Zach, uh, Zach and Bruce Wayne gets all this information. He uh, decides in the back of his small pea brain to make uh, like a team after Superman dies. Also, Wonder Woman just shows up. At, at the end of this movie, like, oh, yes, I am superhero lady, too. And it takes Let's her fight. a really long time to, like, kind of get herself into it. Yeah. Like. And, and, okay. All right. So I'm setting the stage for Justice League, if you guys didn't know. That's what I was doing. Uh, so uh, Superman dies. Gets stabbed through by, uh, by Doomsday. Doomsday also dies with the kryptonite spear that batman had uh so nicely made for superman um yeah okay and then he death cries he has the big blasts of his uh of his scream okay uh bruce wayne decides that he needs to form a league he needs uh friends and he has this fresh list of people who uh he knows where to get them and what to do basically uh and and this movie, Batman v Superman, came out before Justice League 2017. And it came out before Wonder Woman, which also came out in 2017. Also, it was uh, a movie that was about Wonder Woman's origin. Her origin up until World War One, where then she would have a sequel that would come out after Justice League based in the 80s. Where she is shown to do feats of strength and power that she does not have in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. And her personality is just off. Just yeah. It's just yeah. off for whatever reason. I, I think, like, I, let me know if you disagree, but I think Batman vs. Superman and Justice League, like, based, like, they ruin the wonder woman character based on what's i mean they ruin the, every character well yeah but it's like it basically sets the precedent that she after one guy dies she loses all motivation to be a superhero like she loses all of her goodwill in the world because like the guy she was screwing is dead so and yet and yet this takes place after two those two movies where she gains the inner strength to be like like after Wonder Woman 84 she gets over it like yeah. w- like and then they totally just forget that uh, or like didn't plan it out so that she has that back in like Justice League like and Batman v Superman like what she's supposed to be stronger than Superman now, I don't care what any multiverse tells me that this is like Zack Snyder version where she's not she's physically supposed to be stronger than superman and she's not taking the the blows that superman's taken maybe she has to use the gauntlets because she's not like her skin's not as impervious as superman like whatever your 
like stupid uh justification <laughs> is it's just not like it's not good enough based on like the plethora of like lore that is established there yeah uh you don't need to write rewrite a book that's been rewritten like a million times at this point like it's all there your your take is all style no substance is what i've said before but mm-hmm. anyway we get to Zack Snyder's Justice League and it is the restoration of what he originally intended. A four hour and two minute long movie of <laughs> uh, of over exposition and justification of the way he want, wants things to go in like with these characters. And that is not like good. Uh, we have we have three characters that he has previously introduced. Superman, who is dead. Batman, who is now the de facto leader after one previous movie where he spent the whole movie antagonizing good man. Like, yeah. Superman was just good, and Batman said he was bad. Like, okay, great. That's cool. And Wonder Woman, who... Between this, we had an origin story, so we lo- we know her a little bit more, and we can we can justify that she is like doing her thing. We don't need her to be explained. So, let's introduce three new characters that we have to explain: Aquaman, Cyborg, mm-hmm. and uh, Flash. And they're all like, well, Cyborg is the New Fifty Two version of Cyborg. Doesn't need really that much explanation, honestly. Um, he gets an actual story in this, which is cool for Ray Fisher. He did he performed the 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 role well, yeah. um, for what he was given. Um, I think that the version of Flash that they introduced is still strange. Does not feel like Barry Allen whatsoever. I yeah. I've heard I've heard of one scene that is that just made me angry. Uh, when it was described to me, and it was, um. It's the sesame seed scene, and uh, as my friend has uh, dubbed it, and it is, um, I, I guess I could call it the car crash scene, but anyway. Yeah, that makes more sense to me, because I was just like... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's the scene where they focus on a sesame street falling for, like, I heard 20 seconds. Um, oh, I didn't even notice it. Okay, it just that, like I guess it must yeah, I kind of like, like blacked out during all the slow motion because there was so much <laughs> of it. Yeah, there was like enough slow motion in that film that they could have like you know saved like a half hour plus More. if they just put it like real time, and I, it would have probably looked better too. Well, I've heard there's one scene where it had to be in slow motion because. Zack Snyder had a cameo that uh, if it went oh yeah it's it's at the beginning of the movie where Zack Snyder uh, it's um Lois Lane is walking out of a coffee shop and it's raining and her pulling out her umbrella needed to be in slow motion because in the back window Zack Snyder's like cleaning a glass or probably uh apparently as, as he says it he was storyboarding that scene while he was in that shot which is one not possible because <laughs> they were filming the scene how would he be storyboarding the scene if he was filming it like bruh uh anyway that's just like so funny but uh <laughs> yeah he's a provocateur dude 
This sucks. Maybe. Um, uh, Z- Zack Snyder, uh, he had his cameo, and immediately I was like, that's Zack Snyder, and Aaron was like, he just was not happy about that. <laughs> I mean, uh, why do I fucking care? I know. I know. I know. I agree. Anyway, Barry Allen, you know, it'd be, like, I thought his flash was interesting. I thought that his plot thread was kind of interesting, like, that he was, like, young and didn't, like, he knew that he had like a god level of ability and that he could do certain things with it but it would break like everything that all cool that's great we should have had an origin movie where that is a thing and relying on the audience to know about the flash and or know about the flash tv show which this is a very different take on barry allen from Mm -hmm. that is one not something the that the audience like a general audience can know just them being told to accept that and being given like being like given vague explanations like um, one-liners about it okay you're asking the audience to be smart one and then you're asking them to then be dumb like pick a lane because you can't have both lanes at that point uh it's so it's just like really insulting at the end of the day because like you go around I, I was just gonna say like uh and the the thing with him is he's supposed that like when you're first introduced to him he hasn't really saved anyone yet right mm-hmm. and yeah yet, like apparently he hasn't done anything but he can steal milk or whatever he can he was steal doing hot dogs before he focuses on uh saving uh somebody right in front of him but priority number one is getting those hot dogs and then feeling up this person's face yeah that was so weird it was like oh it's a tender moment where he's so in love with this person mm-hmm. that we don't know who that is we don't except, know who it is and she never comes up again and except, he doesn't except know who it's, she is right it's i guess it's i don't supposed know to be iris west yeah it's iris it's... west because if you watch the uh if you watch the cw show she's also <laughs> like a person of color like is that what you're trying to get us to know because that's yeah. the way it came off and that sucks yeah like, like bruh like that's not i mean like, from the way they portrayed it she was walking out of a shop and they like caught eyes and had feelings for each other i guess but she was just driving away so it's like because okay, it's destiny because they're meant to be together because i'm Zack yeah. snyder i know the end like and bruh. then he saves her and she never shows up again for the rest of the movie it doesn't fucking matter yep yeah and so that was that um Okay, it was an interesting sequence. I think that every time the Flash ran in, like, quote-unquote slow motion, it looked like the stupidest person running you could ever imagine. (laughs) Yeah, you had this weird, like, I don't know, uh, flow with his running where he had to make it seem like, I don't know, he was in zero gravity or something. He was swimming and yet also running at the same time. It's just like, I'm sifting through the speed force. It's the road. I make the road behind me but it's not in front of me which i mean i guess if that was what they were doing i mean they literally put that into motion no pun intended is at the end they, of the movie is that does he say mm-hmm. stuff like that or no i just took that like i made words what happened at the end of the movie where <laughs> oh, uh dark side wins yeah yeah where dark side wins and superman and everyone is like obliterated to blood spatter and uh the flash 
is in the speed force so that he can like he focuses so that it doesn't affect him basically and so then he like runs and he explains to the audience in a very awkward way that he has to break the rule i gotta do it blah 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 and then he runs and as he's running he's like rewinding like the world being destroyed and like the pavement and road forms underneath his feet which i heard is Um, very visually cool it's a cool scene like that is cool like awesome it was cool and then they zoom in on like all the characters like getting remade from bones and blood and it looks like fucking uh garbage (laughs) yeah i'm like isn't superman like okay i guess if the anti-life equation was activated i guess superman would die sure but also superman is impervious to everything because that's just the way it is sorry guys which i guess they're really going loose on what the anti-life equation is then if yeah if it's just an explosion well it was like it was like the origin like it was like when thanos snaps at that point and it was like a big wave of like impact so maybe like like in the like the the pinnacle of it or the start of it all it it just eviscerates everything but it's supposed to just be like a mind control thing if i'm not mistaken like yeah just yeah so whatever um cyborg had a pretty interesting storyline pretty consistent with his like origin um i think that it was just weird he had like this tape recorder, this analog old school like tape recorder with a cassette tape and ribbon and everything. Hey, yeah. That his dad just like recorded for him and then he was on this tape recorder his dad talks to him as a scientist and uh I say that because it it'll come back later just give me a moment. Is um, it a like science mumbo jumbo where it's like the tachyon, He basically talks he talks about our whole world as technology and that cyborg is the master of all technology so that if he wanted he could turn everything um into whatever he wanted he could, he launch, could all launch all the nukes, all the nukes yeah. wherever he wanted or at the like at the like the like the tip of a thought or whatever the heck and then also then he goes into uh and it shows that cyborg still has some humanity left in him because he follows this random waitress around and he finds that she only has like eleven dollars or something in her account, and then he gives her like a hundred thousand dollars, and like from someone else, he just like stole a hundred thousand dollars from someone, redistributing the wealth or whatever. It's like, okay, great, like wow, I needed you to show me that so that we know he was a hero. It's like, so it's a save the cat moment, man. You gotta prove and then, that he's a good guy <laughs> by just doing giving charity away anyway. And then it goes back into the um, into him holding the tape recorder, and it said, and his dad on the tape recorder says, "Now I'm going to talk to you like a, a father." And he crushes the tape recorder into pieces, <laughs> and like, and drops it on the table into a bunch of pieces. Okay, all right. And so like, Cyborg goes through his whole thing. He learns to love his dad, and his dad uh, tell explains to him like the way he loved him. And they, like, go through this thing. His dad dies, obviously, because that's what happens in these things. Um, He comes back at the end of the movie in the epilogue. And he puts his cyborg hand over the exploded or crushed tape recorder bits. And 
it just magically reforms into a perfect tape recorder. Yeah. This it's analog- like you reverse time on the uh, tape recorder than a uh, strip of magnetic tape. I mean, I guess if he was using like magnets in his fucking hands, it would have just destroyed the recording completely. Um, and analog, also not to mention like yeah, the plastic. It's like, like yeah. yeah. There's like even like pieces of sand or something that uh, were like in the visual effects that just it made no fucking sense. Yeah, so he remade it, and then he listened to his dad's words, which were blah blah. Like I don't even remember. It was just so I distractingly you, dumb. Son. Yeah, I'm basically sorry I that. Show mm-hmm. it to you in my yeah, cold, and if he had listened to, mind. if he had listened to that tape at the beginning of the movie, not like his dad would probably still be alive, right? Anyway, so dumb. But he like has this smile on his face. Like it's nice to hear from you, Dad. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Um, while I think that there were a lot of problems with uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I will say that it was a better film than Joss Whedon's version. Yeah, and it was it followed through with the narratives it set up for for this. But also, the reason it's four hours and two minutes is because he's telling three origin stories. He's telling, um, oh, I guess I guess it is more like one and a half. Because you really needed Aquaman to happen before Justice League. Mm. And you needed Flash to happen before Justice League. And you needed Cyborg to happen before Justice League. Wonder Woman happened before Justice League. Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman serves as a good enough for, like origin for Batman. Like, it does. The Batman that is in Justice League needed his own sequel film to get him to point like C. So if point A was was Batman v Superman, point B cannot be Justice League. Like Batman goes through too too much character development in this movie. He goes from uh like I need to unite the seven because we can't do any like we are unite the seven is the tagline, which they didn't have seven people. And Batman the whole movie was like a lost puppy who was like yeah i'm just kind of like hoping that these people like kiss and make up uh if it doesn't work out then i guess i'm kind of fucked but i'm supposed to be the smartest person in the world but i'm not sure if this will work just have faith i guess i can't plan for it either because that's not me the detective man plans for every situation it's like the lamest batman in the world like the whole time he's just kind of like oh fuck his literal thing is like Uh, i have faith alfred yeah. that it'll work out when well, this, i'm sorry what? i was just gonna say this is the dumbest like batman we've had so far i think oh 100 yeah. percent. like it's he's... like legitimately like he's not smart he's just like rich he has yeah. like this technology which he's supposed to like know how it works but it seems like alfred makes all of it yeah like i i've been severely like do you guys just want Batman to punch people in the face? Because this is what this guy's bringing to the table. No, not just punch people. He shoots people. Oh, he can shoot That's all he too. does. Yeah, you're right. That's like what his... He just has a gun. Bring. There was a lot less him shooting people in this because they were yeah. all um, um, parademons, but like... So he laser yeah. beams them with a laser gun. Yeah, and he like used all this alien technology, and I just thought that was dumb too. And like, he makes these gauntlets... Or, like, Alfred and him make these gauntlets that can absorb Superman's energy beams. 
Oh, I which, saw that. I saw like, like a commercial where he was just like taking laser beams to like the wrist, and I was like, "Oh, okay, now he's like fucking invulnerable." I'm glad now I know what that is. Yeah. So like, it's like cool that he uses them for that one scene. Like, it's very plot convenient that he has them for that one scene. It really doesn't come up again, ever. So, um, yeah. And it also is just like Superman wears the black suit just because there is no reason for it. He just <laughs> yeah. chose. Yeah, he just wears it to wear it. Like, Which there's I, no like. I'm sorry. Like, uh, can no, I, you go. You're good. Uh, it it was I've heard the scene before it he basically roundabout says, I'm sorry I've been such a bummer. I've going to commit to being a beacon of hope. I'm gonna commit to being Superman. But then he chooses yeah. to be to wear like the most like grungy Yeah, he just puts on the black suit for no reason. Yeah. And then I I know because I know the lore that it's he, and then he does the the Christ pose in front of the sun as he absorbs the rays in space. Like mm-hmm. I know that the black suit is more efficient for doing that. Yeah, it's does a, the general stupid idiot audience know that that's like black absorbs uh, the most light? Blah blah blah. That's what the suit's designed for. That's what the the whole point of like yeah. his restoration suit yeah, is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, nope. it was like he was put into it like by a computer because yeah. Because it was just like a built-in restoration suit, and then it didn't really have any other features that helped him. Like he had to pick up pieces to put together to survive during like the three issues he wore it, and then took it off. But yep. So that, um, yeah, and uh, I scoffed at the CGI for um, for Steppenwolf's. Um, new armor, but it was pretty cool. Like I'm not gonna lie, it, like Seven Wolf's like new, really intricate spiky armor was um, was interesting. Yeah, I I liked the like, I mean I think it was like an interesting design. I like the way it looked. I think that Seven Wolf's like alien guy design looks really dumb. He I think looks really is, derpy at a lot of points. It's stupid and sucks. Do yeah. I think he looks infinitely better than the Joss Whedon yes. one? Yes. Yes. That I looking back, I cannot believe that's real. Like he just looks like he's in Greek guy, uh, like Greek armor or whatever. Like yeah. just like it's like really lying. lame. Yeah, it, it's so dumb. And um, like Steppenwolf also has a personality. Like it's not much. It's not a deep, yeah. but he has like more of a narrative you can understand why he's doing this what he like what his motivations are all that yeah and it's he just wants to go back to the hellhold of a uh, apocalypse. apocalypse yeah and you're introduced to uh his immediate um superior desad which mm-hmm. i know who that is um again and darkseid which i know who that is but then like why do we need Desaad as an intermediary for Steppenwolf when ultimately Darkseid will just talk to him? Like, it's just like the unnecessary step. If I if this was two movies and this was, like, 
the way that um, Joss Whedon's one sets it up is like you don't see Darkseid at all, basically. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, the next one will be with Darkseid. Cool. Like, that is fine. Like, if you have Dasad as the bigger bad, like the boss of the evil guy, and then they defeat the evil guy. And you could even do at the end where um, when they eventually brutally kill Steppenwolf um, and behead him, uh, they could even have the uh, the head fly through the portal and Darkseid crush it like he does in this. They could have all that at the end, but Darkseid just, like, is there and talks. First, and also... What? You go. I, I, I was just... I heard that he, like, goes out like a wimp in, like, the early scenes. Like, he gets... Yes. He gets yes, chopped he in the shoulder by with an axe. Yeah. By Ares. By and Ares. And then, apparently, he forgets where Earth is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's been looking for it this whole time since that day, thousands <laughs> of years ago, and he just never found it until Steppenwolf happened to uh, go there, because the boxes were, like... Because the boxes again. laid dormant, so he couldn't have known where it was... Cause he yeah, there if with his I was, uh, you know, this close to like controlling the universe and was also pissed off that I lost, I think I would remember where I fucking lost. <laughs> I think I'd be able to figure it out. You, you remember to? It was Earth, Dark Side. I found it. It's here. And then yeah. Dark Side, who, uh, you know, probably would be a little bit more um, urgent. And hearing that message to uh, get there waits until Steppenwolf loses, and then he's like, "All right, guys, now we gotta move out." In the um, next movie, so there was this really cool uh, sequence where Wonder Woman was talking about the Age of Heroes, and they had like all the the races of men, the Atlanteans, the, uh, the Amazons, oh, the Lord gods. Of the cool. They, yeah, they basically had a big Return of the King battle mm-hmm. in the middle of all this, where they fought Darkseid. And it was awesome. And then I was like, hey, how come the gods just don't help? Like, why aren't they around anymore? Yeah. Yep. Also, how come all the Atlanteans were, like, hanging out and fighting? And, like, like I don't understand that the uh, the Amazons were trapped on Themyscira on this island. So I get that. But also, like, where are the gods? Where are the Atlanteans? Mm-hmm. Where are, um, like, I guess the humans are just whatever. Or, like, you know. But then it's just like, um, you, you guys know that it took like hundreds of thousands of people. Oh, there's a Green Lantern there. Also, that guy. That yeah, a single Green Lantern who uh, got chopped in half. Yeah, and it's like, oh, if you knew what Darkseid was looking for, like the Green Lanterns who are like supposed to protect the whole universe or whatever, if they knew that. I think, I feel like just, it just, me personally, I feel like they'd send more than one guy. That's like mm-hmm. sending... Um, like, like there's a, a building full of like murderers and stuff and then selling, uh, sending one cop to go get that, like those guys, like, why would you do that? Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like that, that really what? doesn't when you put it like that. And now like dark side, apparently at the ending is like, all right, time to go back to plan a, especially now that there's a smaller group of people who still kick the ass of. This yeah, one guy. These six guys, uh, they they killed my uh, my my guy, my guy mm. who killed a, a, a thousand worlds or whatever or a hundred thousand worlds or whatever he did. Um, 
they killed my guy. And if, you know, if I had just, <clears throat> I had just walked through that boom tube, I, I know. could just killed them all right then and there. He didn't even have to walk through the boom tube. He just used the Omega beams and yeah. kill all of them instantly. It like made no sense. It's like, and okay. Like, yeah. We have to prepare the ships and the fleets to do it the old way. Cause now it's a personal like mm-hmm. matter to me, even though I could just boom tube there immediately. <laughs> I can literally it? see in front of me, a portal that, uh, leads me directly to all the cubes in the same spot. I could just take a couple steps. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm just, yeah was, there's I'm just so many like at them. so many just weird dumb things like that just didn't make consistent narrative sense. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just trying to do too much. It was trying to do three movies worth of of work. I think I said two movies before, but now it's mm-hmm. like three movies. I mean, I don't know. Narratively, as a whole, it's a piece of shit, but they tried to like spray paint it gold, but it's still a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. It's like like the way that everything was going to go down in the end, even if they separated this into two or three movies, it was still going to be fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, the and the fact that they put it into a four-hour cut just made it even worse because... You're just sitting there waiting for something to happen, and the movie doesn't start until like two hours in. So it's like, all right, what and, the fuck is even the point? And this definitely was not what he was going to be putting into theaters. Like this is, this is by far not the original plan. Like it, God knows what the original cut of this was going to be in 2017. Like, yeah. So yeah. this was his original uh vision before like what would have had to been edited down to at least like two hour two and a half hours at like the most um and then additionally so from there that would be like an hour and a half of more of content apparently the um the only scene that he wrote that was new for this was the like there's an epilogue scene in the like alternate future like the bad future with the joker yeah with the jared leto joker which wasn't previously um a thing and that like is supposed to reflect the i don't yeah like it's like still a bad dream that like haunts bruce to this day or whatever which by the way is like contextualized it's it's a bad dream batman's just a psychic now if, if that's yeah. the point, yeah, if apparently. he keeps having these nightmares and it wasn't the well, Flash. Well, the context of it is that the first one was the Flash and now this is like a stress dream that he has. Like, basically, it was supposed to be in context, like, that he had lived that life. It was more than just that, like, premonition. So he gave him, like, a memory upload, but now it's just, like, coming in pieces to him. Yeah, so what, like, the premise of, like, what I've learned from this the movie does not explain this very well but what i've learned because cyborg has a similar like flash to that alternate future Mm -hmm. um before barry changes like before he runs fast enough to change that future that potential future they have a flash of that like dying quote-unquote dying timeline that's the way i like was like it was told to like when i was looking like up information about this film um which apparently and that like no go ahead yeah 
Uh, it, may, it makes sense. It just wasn't conveyed very well. Yeah, which apparently it was going to this like the sequels were apparently going to be Justice League Two would lead us into that nightmare reality, and then Justice League Three would have them time travel back into the past to get it, which sounds eerily similar to another group superhero movie, but um, the point... It's just like, when time travel's involved, it's just so, like, overly complicated. Just don't, like, don't. You're making more work for yourself. Like, yeah. sure, it could be interesting stories, but it's just, like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. You can... That's not... And it also we've been going for over two hours. We have so this is yeah this is officially the longest Echo Screen episode. This is well, out there. I hope you cut a lot of this out. This is <laughs> I'm not. Uh, this is all in. I'm not, no edits. All right. Well then, podcast. this is the Nicholas. I don't want to go guy. anymore. <laughs> Let's yeah, end I this. figured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last thoughts, I, I guess. Yeah. It was a piece of yeah. shit, and you shouldn't waste your time. It's fucking garbage, and anybody who says it's good is fucking stupid. Damn. You heard it here first, folks. The only place on the internet. Uh, Rob, your thoughts on this movie you didn't care to watch because you knew it already? I mean, like, if you're a fan, uh, enjoy it. Just don't be an asshole who, like, uh, learn from uh, the one storybook, uh, You Give a Mouse Cookie. Like, because right now there's a lot of people who are like, all we wanted was the Snyder Cut to be released, and now they're like, all we want is the Snyder Universe to be restored. So, like, yeah, just be happy with what you got. Don't harass any people about this. Like, uh, I, I'm happy that you got to see what you wanted. Um, I demand a release of uh, Joel Schumacher's uh, Batman Forever every day of my life, but nobody's, uh, but I'm not bugging anyone for that, so just, you know, that's what I have for. Yeah, and to finish things off, I, um, I don't, I don't really mind that this exists. I don't, I think that I want the time back that I spent watching this film and talking about this film, the lead up, the whole nine. Like, I, w- I would like that time back, but it's okay. Um, Zack Snyder's, like, vision for the DC universe and his cinematic universe is not for me. And I understand that a lot of people like it. They think that it's done very well. I disagree with them. Yeah, and, me too. Yep. Um, a lot. I don't, but I'm also not like, you're stupid and you suck i'm just like i don't it's not for me i don't like it and i don't think that the mainstream audience who are going to see these movies relate to it and it will never be as successful or be able to compete with what the marvel cinematic universe is doing which is literally the only reason dc warner brothers and at&t make these films end of sentence like they will not be financially successful overall in comparison to what the MCU is doing, which is something for everybody. You might think that that is that this uniqueness is its strength, and maybe it's like like strength for you, but it also is like it makes it into a cult classic. It does not uh, live up to the legacy of the characters. It makes it feel like an Elseworld book. 
Yep. Because it is. Um, and you can't, you can't like expect, um, like you, you have, you have to like make a film that you want to be successful. That is uh, of a character that is well known about the character and not the, your version of the character. That's, uh, like, I know I get there's a director's take and I get there's like minor changes, but it's wholesale. Like that's not a Batman I recognize. It's not a Superman I recognize. You get the nope. silhouette, but you know. Anyway, I'm sure there's plenty of flawed arguments out there, including ours. But uh, I don't want you to feel bad for liking this if you do. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, again, it's not for me. There are aspects that I think are like wonderful. There are as- aspects that uh, overshadow that because I don't think they're they're done or executed very well. At the end of the um, day, if the movie was two hours shorter, it would have been good. A little bit. Good, good uh, is subjective. Better. <laughs> good enough. Like I really, I think, like my last final thoughts. People for the prequels uh, of Star Wars didn't say no to George Lucas, and people don't like the prequels. This time, uh, Warner Brothers said no to Zack Snyder, and. Uh, we got the Joss Whedon version, which wasn't a much better, uh, if any better at, than this. We got the Zack Snyder version, and you know, it looks the studio might have been on. It, it, yeah, sure, it looks better. The studio might have been on to something when they were like, "Man, I don't know if people will like this uh, when we're trying to make a billion dollars," and I can guarantee you. They didn't make a billion dollars in this, so I mean, in a in a non-COVID world, I don't think this movie would exist. One and two, yeah. I I like put into theaters. Uh, if it was made and put into theaters, I don't think it would make a billion dollars, especially would, not internationally. It'd probably make just its money back. If uh, maybe seventy million, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. but they they sunk more than endgame into this thing combined totals so uh and to top it off we literally did not talk about martian manhunter whatsoever and that is just like he didn't one need of the to biggest yeah. things because why does it matter yeah why was he that general that i don't even remember from uh from man of steel why, why was he, he talking any other time why was he ta- why was he talking to lois lane to have her live her normal life didn't know anything else apparently to anyone else's uh, doings didn't know what was going on uh then he shows up at the end he's like hey i totally could have helped you this whole time but i chose not to for whatever reason yeah shows up on batman's doorstep batman's like oh hey you're my best friend now i guess which that i trust you completely that was a fan theory for a while that the general was martian manhunter and originally, at the ending, it was supposed to be two Green Lanterns that showed up in front of Bruce Wayne, thus showing he completely revised things to make sure that he was like aiding to fan service right there. So, nice. Uh, it's it's whatever. I I um I'm interested to see what this like like equates to at the end of the day, like. Do we get more Snyder movies? Do we get more DCU movies that have continuity with this? Like, I know The Flash apparently is far along, apparently, like with filming or whatever. 
but I haven't seen anything about that movie that everyone keeps talking about. So, anyway, that was episode 44, and unfortunately, this is by far the <laughs> longest, uh, by a mile, the po- a podcast that we've ever had. I mean, it makes so. sense with the subject matter, I guess. Yeah. You know, if I just cut out, if I literally just cut out the, the uh, Snyder Cut talk, our podcast is normal length. Just straight. Just <laughs> like, straight Much up. like the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you got if you got here, um, congrats. Still shorter than the Snyder Cut. But, uh, oh boy. Thanks for listening. Thank you so that much. That was Echo Screen. I'm Blaze. You can follow us all in our, uh, our descriptions. Uh, Rob and Aaron will be back with us next week, I assume. Right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Committing here right now. Uh, maybe we'll finally upgrade Rob to a uh, crew. What do you yeah. say, Rob? I Full mean, crew member? I, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, right now, I have a very confusing job listing as me. Uh, <laughs> true, true. That's an inside joke. You'll know, you guys on the. Uh, I, I'm on not the even on side. the inside of this joke, so I'm still trying to figure that one out. Anyway, that was <laughs> yeah. the episode. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Good night. Peace. Peace. See you.